Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening as well. The field is set. We know the four teams that are going to be in the college football playoff. Don't really think I agree with all four, but listen, we can uh, debate and discuss all of those things. So let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Matt Merchell. He, of course, is a national college football writer for the Orlando Sentinel. Also covers Central Florida. We'll talk a little bit about that because Georgia Tech going to be taking them on in the Gasparilla Bowl. You can follow Matt on his personal Twitter page, at OS Matt Merchell. And Matt, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show tonight. And um, I am scratching my head a little bit at the selection of the four teams that um, we're getting for this year's playoff. Yeah, I think this is one of the more controversial years, obviously, since they've uh, you know come up with the playoff in 2014. Uh, I didn't agree with the choice of leaving Florida State out. I thought that was a bad decision. You know, you have a conference champion that's undefeated. You know, that's kind of the whole purpose of, of what the playoff was supposed to be for, to bump them out for the sake of getting a one-loss, you know, Texas team or a one-loss Alabama team. Just, you know, it, it, it just kind of didn't feel right. And, and I think, obviously, you saw the response from everybody out there. And uh, I, I think it's it's one of those decisions that will come back to haunt this committee for a while. And, you know, I think it's done a little damage to college football in the way fans think about it. But I will say this, it has created a lot of buzz around the sport and a lot of people are talking whether you like it or not about it. So I guess in a way it, it kind of did what it was supposed to do. Well, and here's the thing, Matt, and, and I do agree because college football is unique in the fact that there is always debate and discussion year round. I mean, that that really is one of the things about college football that is unique is that there are always arguments to be had. But here's my thing, man, and, and tell me if I'm right, wrong, whatever, okay? For 20, 25, 30 years now, okay, all I've heard is handle your business, take care of your business, don't leave selections up to the computers in the BCS, Harris Poll, selection committee. I've always heard that for however many decades, not, not years, decades now that handle your business on the field and everything will work itself out. Well, Florida state did that. Florida state did that. Only one other program did the same thing that Florida state did. And yet they still didn't control their destiny at the end of the day. They still didn't, you know, end up getting, you know, with all of that being just uh, the base bottom line of handle your business. That still wasn't enough. Yeah, and, and and you know I think what what bothers me the most about you know, what's what's going on is that the you know you're hearing that that some of these the selection committee members talked about you know the reason that Florida State didn't get in was because the idea that you know Jordan Travis wasn't there and they were a different team and then you know they talked about this idea that it wasn't going to make you know they wouldn't have had a chance in the playoff that's not really should to, to be a deciding factor you know I I think a team should be rewarded if you go out and win three games without your starting quarterback. If you win a conference championship without your starting quarterback. I mean, that defense that Florida State put on the field against Louisville was outstanding. And, you know, I mean, and what they were able to do to Florida in the second half was outstanding. So I, I find it hard to, to take that, to take that you know, uh, a feeling and, and, and put it out there. And I think that, you know, I knew it was going to be a difficult uh, rankings. I knew it was going to cause controversy. I mean, just based on how many teams we had undefeated going into the final couple weeks. But – to not even include a conference champion, um, and then you know not to really have a good a good reason why not. 
you know, and I, and I think it's, it's a disservice to, to Florida State. And the job that Mike Norvell has done there, you know, over the last three years, turning that program around from where they were at, you know, to, to have Jordan Travis, their starting quarterback who got hurt, basically tweet out that he was, you know, wish he'd broken his leg earlier in the year because that would have changed all that. I mean, that's, that's, that's heartbreaking. That, that puts the onus on a player, and it's not fair. And I, I think the playoff committee got it wrong. And, and, I mean, again, we'll be talking about this for a while, but once they move to that 12-team playoff next year, I think all that kind of disappears. One last question about this. The funny part is Boo Corrigan came out and said – they asked him about Liberty. Why did Liberty get the, the – the, you know, the, the um, – uh, what do you call it? The group of five, you know, bid yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And his exact quote, and it's kind of funny. He's like, "Well, you looked up, and they just kept finding a way and winning and winning and winning." <laughs> that was his exact quote. And I'm thinking to myself, didn't Florida State do the same thing? Because Jordan Travis didn't get hurt, you know, five minutes ago. He was out for the last again. Florida, the S, the uh, ACC champion. Like again the same narrative that they used as to why they put Liberty in is the reason that Florida state should have gotten in themselves. Yeah. That's what I mean. That, that, that didn't make any sense to me. And I think, I think that's, what's frustrating. And, you know, I know people were already frustrated with the process, um, you know, and, and I know people talk about, Oh, well, it should have been based on, you know, rank. It should have been based on computers and polls and all that stuff. And, and I, and I just tell people, I mean, I, I don't think what if, what if the same thing had happened without the computers? You know, I mean, I mean, then it would have been get rid of the computers. I mean, we heard this during the BCS era, mm-hmm. you know, the computers, you know, so there, there is no foolproof system to do this. And I think that's the thing that, that that's frustrating. And, and the fact that they, there is no real, you know, that, like I said, when, when you're talking about metrics, that's what people wanted. Show me the metrics. And they weren't able to really do that because that's not how they operate. A lot of it's on, on feel. And so um, it says a lot about, you know, uh, what's going on. And I, and I think the worst part, too, about this is, is also the fact that the follow-up. I mean, listen, we got politicians here in the state of Florida now. Tom, one of the governors talking about, you know, a bill that will, you know, put a million dollars aside to sue the college football playoff. And you know, you're talking about creating all these bills. And when you get politicians involved and things like that, I mean, that, that's just not good for the sport. You know, I mean, they need, they need to find a way to move past that and, and move on. And it's something that's going to it's gonna take Florida State a little bit of time for that to happen. Matt Michelle, National College Football Writer for the Atlanta Sentinel, joining me here on the WaitFord.com hotline. So we saw new NCAA president, Charlie Baker. He put out this proposal about, you know, dealing with NIL and, and creating a new system and all this kind of stuff. And I, I listen, I've been on this for years, just of the idea, Matt, that why can't you create a program that – you make investments into a, I don't care, whatever you want to call it, an IRA, a 401k, that players can have money set into a system that rewards them not just immediate short-term with a car while you're on campus, but help some of these athletes do it for the long-term. You know, whether it's right after you graduate or whatever parameters you want to put on. But, again, it, it feels like that this is something that instead of just the immediate gratification, something should be done to kind of help some of these kids through the long term. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's the thing. I, I think that, you know, when this the, the NCAA had this, this opportunity, you know, several years ago to really kind of step up and try to figure a way how to make this work. 
and they weren't able to do it. You know, and now they're in a position where they want to, you know, have the government step in and do this. And and, and I know, I mean, listen, the NCM model is broken. It's been broken for a long time, and it's 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 old and antiquated, and it's still based in the 1950s. You know, now all of a sudden you're looking around and and things have changed, and, there, and there's going to have to be a way to change it. But you know, if you look at Charlie uh, Charlie Baker's system that he's proposing, I mean. And this is just a very brief, and this isn't even like a, a legislative type thing. It's just, it's just kind of a talking point. You're looking at this idea of, of creating a new subdivision where, you know, the, the, the elite t- uh, programs can enter and find a way to be able to pay their players, you know, above the board. And, you know, basically it's, it's, it's a new level of play. And, and it's almost like a minor league system at that point. And, you know, I was talking, I was looking it over today and I mean, it's not going to have and the have nots. I mean, you know, based on the money that they're talking about that you'd have to put into a trust fund that would be used to, to provide the NIL and provide the, the money for these players. I mean, there aren't a lot, there aren't, there's nobody in the group of five conferences who's going to be able to afford that. And, and there are going to be some teams in the, in the power five conferences that may not be able to afford that because you're talking in some cases, you know, upwards to, to 30, $40 million a year. And so it's, I mean, again, you, you wish that the system could kind of go back to where it was, um, but I think we're long past that point. And, and you know, we, I do want, I do think it's important to help, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the athletes, but yeah, there has to be a better way to do it. Well, I, I, I've said this though too, Matt, why not let the conferences themselves decide? Like if, if you have a conference like the SEC that's handing out $35 million checks to Alabama, Georgia, and Kentucky and Vanderbilt, okay? And this came up in the Washington Post years ago. If you look at the salaries of non-football coaches, track and field coaches at Kentucky, softball coaches, baseball coaches, there are more millionaire ADs now. There's like three times as many millionaire ADs as even 10, 15 years ago. The money's there in these conferences that if they can pay a track coach $475,000 like they do at Kentucky, then the money is there to do some of these things. And that's been my bugaboo is why not let these conferences, and again, if they're all unique, then they're all unique. But that's the way if you got the money, then you should be able to distribute it however you want to distribute it. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, when you, when you look at it, that, that would be, you know, to me, I've always felt like instead of relying on the government, you know, that that's I'm with you. I think it should go it should go to the conference level, you know, where you decide how how NIL is established, how that how that's worked, how you can be able to do what you can do. Because, you know, I, I think it's unfair to in some cases to to expect the government to do that. I mean, you know, we already have enough problems in our country. And I don't mean that, you know, the, 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 the government's concerned with that. I just don't think NIL is one of those issues. You know what I mean? And, and I think when it comes down to it. There, there has to be a, a better way or a form to do it uh, that would help make the, the sport still remain competitive and, and not get to a point where you're, it's unbalanced and everyone is just rushing to where all the money's at. And, and I mean, you know, talking with people, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult problem. And, and no one has been able to come up with any solution that sounds, that sounds great. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the problem is part of that is also, too, let's not forget, we're talking about athletic administrators. These guys aren't necessarily, in some cases, financial wizards. And, you know, to sit down and, and come up with this plan, um, I mean, the, the, the collective plan is, isn't great either. You know, I mean, that's something that, that needs to be worked out. So I, I think, yeah, I would, I would love to see some form tweaks, you know, but I don't know about this overall building a new, a new, a new uh, subdivision or a new division in, in football. I don't know if that really would help. Um, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. I mean, I think in, in no way, shape, or form 
we're outside the amateur athleticism box and we're getting more into professionalism. And I think that's just unfortunately the direction we're headed. Matt, um, Central Florida, Georgia Tech going to meet up in the Gasparilla Bowl. I know you cover Central Florida. I thought it was interesting because um, uh, Gus Malzahn had his presser today talking about it. And this has been the thing that I have talked about all year long, and especially Chad Bishop is the beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We have discussed this all year long, that this is the first time since maybe (laughs) Joe Hamilton or Goose Gotze or somebody like that, that Georgia Tech has had a quarterback. And I don't mean a guy that's an athlete playing the quarterback position. I mean a kid who is a legitimate quarterback prospect and you may have to go back all that way back and Gus Malzahn talked about it. you know he can beat you with his legs he can beat you throwing the football that's been the difference to me in Georgia Tech is they have got that position at least for now figured out to where it's not just a hodgepodge of plug somebody in this kid is Haynes King is a legitimate quarterback prospect yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's, that's been a huge help for them. You know, I mean, I think that's been the problem, as you mentioned, over the last couple of years is that, you know, you've seen four or five players put in that quarterback spot and you're just not going to find success. That's, that's not how it's going to work. And eventually, you know, you, you, you know, whether it's through recruiting or the transfer portal, you've got to find somebody and, and get them in that spot. And once they get going, it's, it's then about building the pieces around it. I think that's what Georgia Tech has been able to do this year. I mean, this, to me, this is a good game. I mean, I, I think this is a much better game than, no offense to Duke, than the UCF-Duke game that was proposed, you know, before, you know, before the ACC stepped in and moved some things around, you know. Because um, I think, you know, Georgia Tech wants to win this game. This is a game that's important to, to finish off with a big win. You know, UCF's in that same boat. You know, they, they would like to be, have a winning record going into the, the second season in the Big 12. You know, they, they finished strong, winning three of the last four games. They feel like a win uh, on this bowl game will help, you know, get them to that next step, give them some momentum. Um, but it's difficult. You know, I mean, I wrote a story just a little bit ago and, and we that, you know, I mean, Gus talked about it's a, it's a challenging time. And the month of December is a challenging time for coaches right now. You know, I mean, you I mean, Gus barely got off an airplane and was, was talking to us about the bowl game. I mean, because he's been out recruiting and, I'm sure Brent Key's been that way as well. You know, you're out recruiting. You're trying to keep your players there with the transfer portal. You don't want your, your players to leave, but you're also trying to get guys that maybe can help you next year. Um, and then you got the high school, you know, early signing period coming up in December 20th. So this is a busy time. And so coaches are trying to figure a way to create that good balance. Um, and it's difficult. And, uh, you know, I mean, again, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. I mean, we just talked about NIL for, for 10 minutes, you know, for, for five minutes or so about NIL, you know, what, how important NIL is for everyone. So, I think you're seeing that at every level. And then not to mention the storylines we got with Brent Key playing against, against his former team and, mm-hmm. you know, having that connection there as well. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup for the, both these schools. And, and last question for you, Matt, which is about 30 seconds left. The other byproduct about Florida State not getting in is this whole bowl season for the ACC got all discombobulated because everybody started moving down a notch. And to your point, you were talking about who they were going to play. We didn't get the announcement until late for even this game, um, but that was the other byproduct is the ACC was kind of thrown into flux about who was going to go where for their bowl game. Yeah, you know, and then it got into the point where they were fighting over Notre Dame. Uh-huh. You know, you, you see the story where they threw the – basically had to draw a name out of a hat. You know, they had to, someone had to draw – and the Sun and the Sun Bowl got it. You know what I mean? So this was a weird uh, – yeah, that's the latest I've ever had a bowl – you know, bold decisions kind of come down. And, uh, but again, I think this is it's an important 
postseason for the ACC. I mean, they want to obviously show out because it hasn't, it hasn't gone maybe nearly as well as they thought it was going to go. Matt Marshall, National College Football Writer for the Orlando Sentinel, also covers Central Florida. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at OS Matt Marshall, and he joined me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. Matt, as always, buddy, appreciate the conversation. Thanks uh, for joining me this season, and uh, we will certainly chat again soon as we uh, get through these bowl matchups. Sounds good. You got it. John Chuckery, we'll be back. Sports Radio, Night on the Game, Odyssey.com app.